It's called Turn of the Tide. Ever heard of it? We have. We've binged it. Binged it all in one day. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) Seven episodes real quick. 45 minutes each. Memorial Day weekend. What else was there to do? I was very busy. So I actually, (laughs) full full disclosure, I did not completely finish the series. I watched through five episodes pretty intently. And then the last two, I just did like a quick drive by in Netflix just so I could be ready to talk about it on this episode. I'll fill you in for any missing details. The way this is going to go, for those of you who may or may not have watched the series, we are going to do non-spoiler type discussion about the series first, and then we will warn you before we go into the spoiler portion of our discussion on the series. So that way, if you haven't seen it yet, you can feel free to drop off at that point and then return to us after you've seen it. Or if you don't really care too much about spoilers, just Hang on with us and <laughs> listen right on through. It's kind of like the, you know, the Titanic where like you kind of if you've heard the story of what happens out there, like you kind of get the gist of it. I watched it in the English version. So it was dubbed in English. The dubbing wasn't that horrible because I can't. I like we talked last week's episode, I believe, where I was like, oh, I'm not interested in shows that I dubbed over because I hate seeing the mouths not matching up. But I can say, like, this wasn't as bad. It it wasn't as bad. And I think I was just so intently into the storyline. And, like, my eyes were just dotting around to, like, all the details in every scene. Yeah. So I wasn't so much focused on their mouths moving. And I had closed captioning on. So I was, like, reading and listening to it in English. So okay. I didn't really mind that it wasn't matching up with their lips. I tried getting my parents into it. They weren't on board. I think they got like one episode in and my parents are like, this isn't for us. I don't know if it's too young, too young of a show for them. <laughs> They're like in their 65 area age range, age range. So I don't know if this was too, too young for them <laughs> with all the drugs and the sexualness and the swearing. You know, it's funny because like they're watching it and they're like, Kelly, this is why we didn't send you back to the Azor <laughs> after 2001. We can't have you watching this. <laughs> exactly. They actually don't even know about it. I've asked them if they knew about this cocaine come showing up on the island. And my parents have no idea. It's crazy because I feel like I when I told my parents, I feel like I it was news to them, too. Yeah. They still had always had like a weird vibe about rubbed fish always. in general. Yeah, before this even happened, like when my dad was growing up there, which was well before 2001. But didn't marry anyone from there, apparently. That's <laughs> what I was told growing up. Which is so sad because these characters seem wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the main guy. <laughs> yeah, you would marry him, wouldn't you? Like I you said, wouldn't, you wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> no, crackers, the jam, all of it. <laughs> He's an actor. He's not really from Rubbed Pish. And apparently that was obvious to people who watched this because if you go to IMDb, the ratings or reviews from people who watched this, the number one concern was that there was no Samigal accent. And that the actors were from Lisbon yeah. area and they sounded like they were from there. And so it was like a disconnect because they didn't they didn't really actually sound like they were from the island i feel like i, I would have picked up on that anyway because i watched like the, i watched it in english like dubbed over so and even if i did watch try to watch it in portuguese i don't think i would have like noticed the accent i don't know what it sounds like in the portuguese versions because so i can't like i didn't witness yeah. that like you said because i watched it in english too but i feel like you would be able to tell if they were speaking like prop more proper portuguese than like our yeah grovelly slang shit that we speak (laughs) i think you'd notice but i also just feel like we speak the horrible azorian portuguese because we're here i I know there is a difference i know there is a difference with the lisbon and the azores i know there is i just don't know if i would realize it on tv Mm. i don't know yeah 
No, yes. that's that's fair. Yeah. IMDb says so. The second biggest complaint was swearing. Yeah. So they said apparently there was a lot of swearing, which I don't know that I noticed in the English version, but apparently there was a lot of bleakish thrown around in the Portuguese version. <laughs> I swear so much that I don't think I missed up on it either. I just like it just went right over my head. I didn't even notice. No, 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 no. I know it comes in hot. It starts off hot. So it does it starts off hot. I don't want to like ruin it, but the priest and everything, it does come up hot. And I I know Eduardo, the main guy, is kind of like swearing and flips out. So there is a lot of swearing. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably why your parents, like the very opening scene, and I'm this isn't a spoiler because yeah, like if anybody's gonna watch the show, they're gonna find this out in the first three seconds of watching it. But it's it literally opens with like a priest bleeding from his nose, like passed out at the church from cocaine yeah. <laughs> and like a little boy running through town to like go get help. And, and which I think like, they previewed the trailers anyways, too. So right, right, right. And I ruined it. It's, but so like your parents are first introduction to this show <laughs> is this priest just like passed out on drogas in the True. right in the igreja in the middle of mass like the yeah. altar boy the altar boy is the one who had to go run out for help yeah and i like that it said like he um in the narrator again this is all in the trailer guys the narrator says like as the boys like running like, the choir boys running to three three people in the whatever room packing the cocaine talking about the matrix <laughs> <sighs> like wow this just dates you Oh, my gosh. So I can see why your parents were kind of off put by the show right at the beginning. Right. That's a lot to take in Yeah, hey, for yeah. them right off the bat. So for me, the American accents like were annoying me because, yes, it was dubbed over in English, but like at least get somebody who is like has a Portuguese sounding English accent right. or something. You know, I yeah, don't like even know. <laughs> Yeah, somebody from Fall River, <laughs> something, so that it like it just sounded so American. And I don't know how that works when they do the English dub over. Like it's just totally different people. I would assume, right? I think I would assume. I don't know. And it just it was so American. Yeah. So you're watching these like Portuguese characters like in the Azores, and everything visually was fitting the Portuguese scene and vibe but then they would speak and it's just it's just an american accent that had like the thing we just stumbled upon this it was towards the end of the show but like they said chorizo right and not charise <laughs> they didn't say charise yeah they said chorizo and it was so off-putting it's so jarring i hate when people say chorizo <laughs> i do and even just the show itself takes place in Harab's Pish and it's titled Harab's Pish in as the Portuguese version of the show. So it gets said a lot. Harab's yeah. Pish gets that if you if there was like a, yeah. if there was a drinking game for drink every time somebody says Harab's Pish, like you would be fucking hammered. Yeah. And it's these like English American people trying to say Rob's Pish and like maybe I don't say it correctly, but the way they were saying it was pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, they would always say like hopped pesh, pesh, and I'm like pesh, 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 and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it was almost like they were saying like P-E-S-H, like pesh. Yes. So the pesh was pissing me off, but yeah, even yeah. the hrab was pissing me off too, because none of the characters were consistent in the way they were saying it. Like it was said differently every single time, but it was like every once in a while you'd catch one that would be like, oh, that was kind of close. But then like some of them were just, I don't even know. It sounded like they were announcing like a baseball player to the plate, <laughs> like r named Rob Pesh. Like, <laughs> and now next up to bat, we have Rob Pesh. <laughs> and you were like, what? oh yeah the other thing with this show and it didn't really come up that much in this show because we were listening to it in english but there were a couple instances where they had the portuguese was available to hear like mm -hmm. when they were at like a concert and then people were singing 
Sandro G was singing, <laughs> rapping, the Azorian rapper. He was he was rapping at the club. That was so funny. And so they played his rap and his song. Like they, that was not in English. That was all in Portuguese. Portuguese. And so we heard that. And to me, it's always so jarring to hear Portuguese being spoken by anybody who's not like of a foe. Agreed. Yep. Feel- because that's the only context that we really hear it in and have heard it in growing up is like just like your older, like your parents, your grandparents, like just older tias, you know, like that's who speaks Portuguese. Our young generation, we were never hearing any Portuguese spoken amongst young people. Yeah, I get thrown off when my younger cousins speak the Azorian, like their Azorian Portuguese. And they sound so proper because they live out there. So that's how, you know, obviously they speak their Portuguese. And I'm like, holy shit, they sound amazing. They sound so good. (laughs) But I get thrown off when I hear it. I get like taken back because I'm like, wait, like I only expect like old people to be speaking Portuguese. Yes. So when you have like a young guy like up there rapping Portuguese, it's like even just like all of the the words and the phrases that he's saying, I just I laugh because oh, I it, laugh the whole, it I only sounds like a vavo is supposed to be saying those things. Like so he's rapping about going passear numar, and I'm like, it's just like my vavo say let's vamos passear. Like, <laughs> and I'm like I had such a hard time with the fact that there's a Portuguese rapper. Like I don't know if there is really one out there. I don't know much of Portuguese music besides. What like, do you mean, oh, Sandro G is real? Is he really? You're not serious, right? No, Sandro G isn't real. Yes, he is. Oh my gosh, he has like all kinds of videos on YouTube. But not that. That's not him. So he's being played by an actor in the series, but he's a real person. He's a real rapper. Really? No, I don't listen. I don't listen to Portuguese music. (laughs) No, but you have. I've sent you these YouTube videos. Stop. He has all these songs like Pão com Queijo, Enão Vestirá, Galinha, Crack na Cozinha. Oh my god, yes, I know who it is. Holy shit, I did not put two and two together. And he has a whole pitch song too. Does he? Yeah. Oh, holy crap, I did not even realize it. And no wonder there's a scene where Raphael is like, oh, you're going to be the next Azorian rapper. Um, and he said something about like Nelly, and I'm assuming he he said like he means Nelly Furtado coming from the Azores. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't even catch the Nelly reference in the show, but yeah, I didn't put two two together that like he was the actual real guy. <laughs> well, there we go. We just discovered, yeah. we just discovered it now. The other thing, just kind of like big picture, was they made the divide between the Azores and continents very apparent how very much a whole different world the Azores was than mainland Portugal I felt like they made the island look like crap <laughs> oh a, a giant turdsicle I was like wow if I was if I was a, if I didn't know what the Azores really looked like and I was watching this I'd be like I ain't going there granted I know they're showing 2001 drug infested <laughs> somewhat like I get it's a show and then like showing the drug underbelly of it all like cocaine being sold everyone t- doing cocaine but like they made the island look horrible they made it seem like an absolute shithole mm-hmm. it wasn't just like they were insinuating it was a shithole the narrator was like actually saying this is a shithole <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Yeah. What are the girl? What does the girl say? The main girl, Sylvia. She's like, nothing happens on this island. I think that that's like her saying throughout the whole like show. Like nothing happens on this island, or nothing happens here. A whole lot happened on the <laughs> fucking show. That's for sure. No. Yeah. They definitely didn't make the Azos look nice, <laughs> like it is. They did not. It was very like just harsh, I guess, mm-hmm. harsh and like desolate looking. 
Yes. Roots, like it didn't. Dreary. Dreary. Even the ocean didn't like look nice. (laughs) Yeah, the ocean looked rough and unforgiving, which I'm sure actually it is most of the time. But But there are some beautiful parts (laughs) that they could have shown. Right, like show a little boy taking a little dip in the pool at Bacalora over there. <laughs> they talk about rubbed fish and at the beginning of how it got its name. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I had never heard this or I maybe I had and I just forgot. But they said that rubbed fish was so poor of a village that it got its name because they would go fishing and then they would sell off all of the good parts of the fish so that they could get money and all they would keep would be the the bony tails and that was all they would eat was just like the bony tail of the fish because they couldn't afford to keep anything else they had to sell everything else off so they could get money sounds like something us Portuguese would do (laughs) right you know everything's so literal like the names of things everything is so literal yeah. Like, robbed so fish. Sad. It's because you ate the robbed fish. Like everything's so sad and depressing. So why not? They called the girl from robbed fish. They called her like a robshinga or something. And I just I like laughed at that because I would just I don't know why I had a reaction to that. So like I remember hearing that. <laughs> right. Oh my god! Like I remember hearing that. Get robshinga, They did nail just the overall vibe of the people of the island which is that everything is god's will yeah they did a good job capturing that everything good or bad that happened it was like this is god's will this is god's will the main character's dad literally said that (laughs) probably in every episode (laughs) i felt like right like everything was this is god's will and even like at some points they were having conversations about it and like good things should be able to happen to me too with God's will and not just negative because everything was like, it was almost like a very negative thing. Like anytime something bad happened, it was, this is God's will. It was like a way to like make you feel better about it. This is what God wants. So uh, we just had this earthquake. Oh, this is what God wanted. So we're okay. Yeah. You know, like it just, oh, it was just so depressing. They they definitely got that vibe (laughs) throughout the whole (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it took much like on the ground research to to figure that one out. Like they go with their little notepad around, they meet like four people, they're like, okay, we get it, we get it. <laughs> we get it. I'm we like get it. Thinking of the episode, and I'm like, yep, they said that in the episode one. Yep, two. I'm like, they literally <laughs> mentioned God's will. <laughs> and I don't know how they how the phrasing was in the Portuguese version of the show, but they kept calling it God's will in the English version. But like, I don't know if they were saying like Avuntad Stej or if they were saying Stej <laughs> I don't know what they were saying or how they were saying it, but it's, the sentiment is the same as just God's will. The narrator at the very beginning, I think, of the series called Robt Pish one of the poorest villages in all of Europe. And I, I was just surprised by that. I think I read that too in the description. I think they, in the description for the show, they say that too. It just, that that's so surprising to me because I'm like, there's got to be some fucking shitholes in Europe. Right. Europe's a big fucking place. There's a lot of places in Europe that you could be from. There's a lot of villages. You're going to tell me this is one of the fucking poorest? Like, but like, how do they know that it's like the poorest village in Europe? Is there like a census form being sent? <laughs> I'm sure there's a census form being sent, but I guess like if the villages are that poor, they're probably not responding to the fucking census, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know how they tell or like what their metric or rating is for ranking the poorest villages in all of Europe. But the fact that this one is so high on the list is kind of wild. The cocaine just happened to wash ashore in the place that was already the shithole or like already <laughs> the poorest place. It's kind of like a sad thing, right? Oh, it's God's will. <laughs> it's God's will. What can you do about it? People said that they coat their fish. People, women were coating their fish in it. 
men were sprinkling it into their coffee, like not knowing what it was. They were feeding it to the pigs. That breaks my heart. They put it in in like the pig troughs. Mm-hmm. Guy was like sprinkling it into the pig feed in this in the series. They were showing all of this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they put those ce- all those scenes in there. There's I wonder like a- how true those rumors are. They even talked about it in the show that like this is kind of like l- a little bit of lore. Yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. really know how true this all was, but this is what people say happened. But the frying of the fish, come on. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of flour. That's a lot of farina <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> They showed the scene where they were all grabbing the cocaine bricks out of the water. <laughs> it was on the screen for like two seconds, but there was like a Timaria with like a, the, the her little lens over her head. Yeah, and she had her little avantal there and she's holding her little apron up and she's got the bricks of cocaine in her apron and she's she made it off back to her house. And I just, oh my God, I can't. They swarmed that beach. They did. Yeah. And they didn't even know what they were swarming oh, it for. <laughs> Just treasure. Treasure washing ashore. My dad, I we've talked about this on another episode, though, but my dad used to say stuff used to wash ashore. Everybody treated it as if it was like treasure washing ashore. Oh, like they would, yeah. they would like run down, like, what did you get? And then like they would save it and whatever it was, they would use it. He said a lot of stuff was from like cruise ships that used to pass by. Yeah. And he said, in those days, the cruise ships, Azores was not a destination for the cruise ships. So they were literally just passing by. They were not stopping in the Azores, but they stuff would come off the ship or whatever. Stuff would wash ashore and they would keep it all. I don't know, glass bottles, cups, whatever. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Another like small element or detail that I just was so excited about was in the car they had the rearview mirror and there was a rosary bead dangling on it and there was the little red holy spirit flag the little the little bandera of the holy spirit with the little (laughs) pumbinga on it and the gold trim they had that hanging from the rearview mirror also in the car and I just thought it was such a nice touch because my dad has that hanging off of his <laughs> little stick shift, his little shifter on the car in the van. He has a, that little Holy Spirit flag hanging on it, too. That's what I got as a gift from my aunt from Portugal when she came down. But it was like a little Holy Spirit flag, but it was like in a box. And she was like, you know, put it where, you know, whatever you want protection. So I'm like, oh, I drive. So let me put it in my car. And that's the same night that my car got totaled. It's God's will. (laughs) Do what you will with the little Holy Spirit flag. Mm. It didn't actually pan out very well for the car it was in in this series either. It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's not the best thing to have in your car. So the one of the main characters in here, and this is just this isn't really like plot information it's just like a detail about him he dropped out of school so that he could help with the fishing and so then he was never able to get his visa to go to america because he didn't complete schooling that was just sad to me because that just was indicative of like our parents generation and what life was like for them there and they there was no value to their education and they just had to go and work. They there was much more value to them providing manual labor than getting an education. And so this kid was apparently very smart. They showed us that by a Rubik's cube <laughs> prop. They they gave him a Rubik's cube prop for the show, and they, that's how they showed that he was apparently very smart. But he he would do a lot of the math too with the money when he was like adding up the cocaine. Mm. Uh, I can't. I can't... I can't convert money or know what pounds and whatever it is, drug money, <laughs> drugs, <stuff>. kilos. <laughs> kilos. <laughs> I, can tell you, I can tell you what a brick of kilo costs, but he, he did. So another small detail, I don't know if you caught this. It was just like in passing, but my eyes just like opened up so wide when I saw this. There looked like there was a Timaria outside her front door. 
washing the street with Sabal. <laughs> yes, she had, she had a soapy water mixture on the street in front of her front door. And I'm tired because I'm thinking of that TripAdvisor post about like the men just hanging around <laughs> because there was men hanging around and like not giving anything away. But one of the cops, like the Lisbon cop, was like, "Oh, what did the men do?" <laughs> <laughs> And all I kept thinking about was that TripAdvisor post. Oh, I didn't catch her saying that. That's so funny. But I just, my eyes were, I couldn't focus on anything other than the woman who was you washing the street with soap. Were you checking to see if you knew her, if you were related? Oh my gosh. Oh, do you think those were like real people that like live in the village as like oh, the background actors? You know what that's I mean? The question, extras? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like, she wasn't even part of the show. Like, she was just in the background, just right, washing just the street. Doing... Imagine. Knowing, like, what we know about TV, we w- we want to say no. And they, like, have, like, extras and all that and stuff that they sign waivers. But if they filmed it in the Azores. <laughs> they, if they were going for authenticity. <laughs> The other thing, this one was like more prominent. So I'm sure you saw the store that was named America. <laughs> Minus the A being lit. <laughs> so it was like America. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I kept saying it every time me I would too. see it. Me too. It was, I don't know if it was like a blockbuster vibe or something, but all the video covers, they all just said America on the front. Yeah, they did. But now I'm trying to think when Blockbuster has like the covers. Right. So like it would say like if you went in there, like all the video covers would look the same and they would all just say Blockbuster. Right. But then when we went into Blockbuster, didn't they have like the cover of the movie? Yeah. Wasn't it for some of them? Yeah. So it was almost like they had like the real movie cover um, up front. And then you'd have to look behind it to see if they had the blockbuster cassette that you could take home with you, right? Gosh, yes, yes. Because then, like, sometimes you'd see a movie that you liked and wanted to watch, but then you'd look behind it and there was no blockbuster <laughs> case behind <laughs> it, so you couldn't take it home because it was not yeah. But in this particular store in the series, there was no cases to show the movies. It was just America. America. Every case <laughs> just said America <laughs> on it. Wow, I was just there a year before this 2001 incident, and I think you realized that you were there maybe, what, like two years after? Like, probably one and a half to two years after this happened. And, like, the video store hits because, like, down the street from my grandmother's house, we would go to, like, the rental store (laughs) to get movies. Oh, there was none of that shit in the village I was in. No? Nothing? No, nothing. This the only two things that were there at that time in 2002 or whatever were like two little cafes where you can get a beer or a, an espresso. You had like the little store, right? That you could go and get stuff from? Yeah, I mean it had like a couple bottles of water in there or something. <laughs> a mattress apparently cuz like we bought a mattress from one of them, but but not, it's we, not like a We real... had a rental store. I'm saying it was down the street from my grandma's house, but who knows? Really? I feel like I remember walking to it. Yeah, no, this was, so it had this, to be. there was no movies in this, <laughs> in this village. So why does he like, we rented like the little rascals? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just trying to think of what the little rascals would be called in Portuguese. Os pequenos patifes. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not what I was going with. I no. was going more for like a Ushpkenj Melange or something. Yeah. Like... <laughs> My grandmother used to call me Melena Melissa. I like that. So I don't know, just just vibes. We're just we're just giving you the vibes of the film first before we get into our spoilers. We're not we're not ready for spoilers yet, but um, they talked about Coke Dick. Which I I was like, is that a thing? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you sounded like you said that from experience. 
well, there was an ex of mine. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, <laughs> no. He claimed that he didn't do drugs. Oh, <laughs> so no. We'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't want to know. Just in general, like everybody knows this is about like drug dealing and cocaine that washes ashore or whatever. Just in general, like the characters were trying to like, I don't know, keep on the down low, like this whole drug operation that was going on. But like every Tom, Dick and Harry was involved and knew about it. So I'm like, (laughs) like the children know about it. The priest knows about it. Like everybody was like somehow in the mix. Of there was no hiding it. it. <laughs> yeah. There was no hiding it. There was no secret about it. Everyone knew about it. Right. But yet the detectives were still over there trying to do their <laughs> detective work. When like you could just go to the village and just be like, who's selling the cocaine? And they would. Everybody knows. The whole village knows who it is, where it's coming from. You know what I mean? We're not a bunch of rats. <laughs> They were not, not a bunch we're of not, rats. There was, we're not snitching. There was a little bit of snitching going on in this series. Yeah, but... it was. It's <laughs> a little bit of snitching. Okay, a couple more things before we move into spoilers. At the end of this show, at some point, somebody's trying to cure a hangover, and this guy says that fried liver is good for a hangover. Ugh, figs. Ugh. <laughs> I, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet, but I tried cooking liver. I've been ordering my meats from a farm, a local farm. Liver apparently has a lot of benefits to eating it. Mm. And so we sound good. So it's like a, it's a primarily a buffalo farm. And so we ordered buffalo liver as one of the meats that we got from this place. And I don't know what I thought was coming, but these were full ass fucking buffalo livers, like like a full pack of them. Like there must have been, I don't know, does each buffalo only have one liver? Because this was like <laughs> our whole herd of buffaloes had to die for me to get this one pack of fucking livers. It was just the most massive, solid thing. I can't even say meat because it's not meat. It was just smooth and slimy and floppy and it was just a full liver and I'm like all right what the fuck do I do with this and I looked up a little bit of like how you're supposed to prepare it or cook it and you're supposed to like Mm -hmm. soak it in milk to like get toxins out of it or something before you cook it oh so I soaked these livers in this milk it was just even handling them like it was just so disgusting just the, their texture and everything about the way they looked and smelled and felt was just disgusting. I soaked them and then I went to cook them. I think I like fried them up in a frying pan or whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought I was going to fry it up like a steak or something. I made tacos. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, that's so disgusting. I fried them up and then I chopped them up into small pieces and put them in tacos and we put like taco seasoning so it was just like a taco shell with just like buffalo liver and then some some shredded cheese and a little did you put any lettuce in it (laughs) no it was probably i think it was literally just the buffalo liver shredded cheese probably and maybe like a little salsa and we tried eating this and we couldn't even like Oh my god, we couldn't even swallow it. Like we were trying so hard and you were chewing and it the the metallic taste that was coming out of this liver was the nastiest shit I've ever tasted in my entire life. Uh, no I thanks. was like I can't do it. I cannot do it. We like oh, we had to just junk the whole gigantic bowl of cooked livers that I had. I was like, nope, 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 nope. But the Portuguese eat liver. They must know how to cook it better than I do because that tasted nasty. Yeah. I feel like it smells the house up when my mom would make it. I've seen it at gatherings where you go to like a Portuguese, you know, potluck situation and there's all the trays of food. And I've seen it and I remember looking at it and they do like a nice mood for it and everything. So like it looks like 
good. And I remember being like, dad, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's liver. I'm like, oh, fuck, no. And like the next tray would be like carne lechana and it looked kind of like the same. But I remember my dad being like, no, that's liver. That's like pork. And I'm like, okay. I probably uh, did eat liver as a kid growing up. I'm sure. Like if my mom made it, I probably ate it. Right. And the Portuguese probably do it mm. good with their nice mood or whatever. And they must know how to prepare it because. Yeah. I don't know if maybe I just didn't soak it long enough in the milk to get rid of all those toxins because I was just tasting toxins. That's all I could taste. Oh. <laughs> we have a couple of chef uh, listeners, so maybe we'll get some tips from them. <laughs> on how to prepare my liver. <laughs> I will never be ordering and preparing a liver again. So, But fried liver for a hangover, folks. So any of you who, who are uh, heavy imbibers... <laughs> I can't imagine that actually helping with a hangover, but is it just like because like alcohol is bad for your liver, so you just (laughs) eat the liver that regenerates in your body? Like, I don't know. Right. So this is the part that we're going to go into where we're going to talk about the show. So we'll insert a little spoiler warning. So if you haven't watched the show and you still want to, you can stop here. And then after you're done watching the show, come back and listen to the rest of us. Yep. Or if you don't give a damn about spoilers like me, then just stay and hang out with us. We're still kind of just talking about like detail stuff, but we just can't really bring it up without kind of spoiling some aspects of the plot. So we're going to do that. So Kelly and I did not watch this together. We each watched it on our own. But when I watched this particular scene, all I could think about was Kelly. And I was like, oh, my God, Kelly is probably losing her shit right now because they go <sighs> in they go in they're like making a little small time drug exchange or whatever with the main character's dad who i didn't know was the dad at the time but he's mm. a royal fucking prick and total douche canoe this other this main character eduardo he, who brought his dog with him to this little drug exchange and this guy steals the dog from him I was like, you're not getting your dog back. This is my dog now. And I was like, what a fucking prick. And then he had to leave without his fucking dog. Yeah, that I I was I was like, oh my God. I was like, I know the show's about drugs, but I hope nothing happens to that dog. <laughs> Especially right now, since I'm still so sensitive about losing a dog. I was just like, oh my god, nothing better happen to his fucking dog. You better get that dog back. <laughs> He was like, oh, I really like this dog. You'll get it back when I breed it with another one to make my own. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was like a hound, some type of hound. Dog. Know, it was like, I thought it was like an Australian something or other. Cattle, maybe like Australian cattle. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he, he just wanted it to breed. Oh, the guy was such a prick. But then I didn't realize like it was like his best friend's dad. And I was like, what? Like I couldn't figure out the dynamics there. And he was one of the characters, this prick dad guy. His name was like Mr. Aruda or Aruda or something. Uh, yeah. And he, his American accent pissed me off like more than most of them. His it was, was like, off. It was off. Something was off about it. It was like too American. I couldn't stand him. It was like fucking his wife beat his shirt and his fanny back. <laughs> this little like, jewelry on his little crucifix his little yeah. gold crucifix around his neck oh my god they were using the crucifix yeah. at, as like a way to snort coke that was the best <laughs> like they would take their little gold necklace with their little Jesus crucifix on it and they would stick it into the coke and they would right up the nose I was like right. oh my god Right when G- like Jesus passage, right at the end of it, they were just oh. put it right in. <laughs> I'm like, oh. maybe that's the part my mom didn't like if she got that far. <laughs> there was a lot for her not to like. Yeah, there is. There is. There was a lot of. There was a lot of sexuals. There was. A, there was a lot not to like for her. It was just so convenient though to use the cross, like a lot of like. People would use like their pinky nail, like they'll grow out their pinky nail to do it. I don't know if that's still a thing. <laughs> I always just heard, why not use the cross? It's in God's will. It's God's <laughs> will. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But he gets his dog back. 
I just want to make that clear, guys. Nothing happens to the dog. Nothing happens to the dog. (laughs) So there's another scene, again, kind of early on, where they're going to do this, like, drug deal at this girl's house, and she conveniently forgot to tell them that her dad was, like, the cop that's investigating all the fucking cocaine. (laughs) And so he happens to be having a cop barbecue at his house. And so it's like all the fucking policemen are at this guy's house, including the big wig investigator woman from Lisbon. Like they're all at this fucking barbecue at this guy's house. And they were just coming in to see the daughter to do a drug deal. And they were like, they realized what was going on. They were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We can't. He has his little backpack full of cocaine. And he's like, I can't be in here. Like, we can't. We can't do this. And they're trying to get out. The cop sees them trying to leave the party. And he, like, stops them. And he's like, hey, where you going? Where you going? And, like, it's like this, like, tense moment. You're like, oh, my God, they're going to get caught. And he's like, you need to at least take some shitties. <laughs> like that like it was something like you can't leave without taking some food food and i just fucking died and then he gives him a fucking like marmita like a big container of of shitties or whatever he had to take home with him and he's like but i want my container back that's my favorite part because <laughs> that's always been my mom's thing that's always been every portuguese person's thing is they want their tupperware back and he gets it back because the cops start to suspect Eduardo, this main character, of being part of this whole drug operation. And so they like chase him out onto a boat and they search his whole boat and they don't find anything. And so the woman's like about to leave and she's like, check the backpack. And mm-hmm. he unzip the cop unzips the backpack and the only thing in it is his Tupperware. <laughs> And he's like, and it's been washed. <laughs> it's like, and I've washed it for you. It's ready to return. And I just, oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Remember when we were talking about like the true story and we were wondering about the crew and what happened to the crew? Mm. Well, in this show, there was two crew. One is the guy who goes to jail and gets goes down for the whole thing. And the other guy in the show gets hit by a car goes right through the fucking windshield and it's the three it's like the three main characters that are driving the car and they were like on cocaine at the time or the driver was on cocaine at the time Eduardo didn't do cocaine the entire time right nope that's why I love him (laughs) nice nice boy you could take him home to (laughs) he was tempted to he was tempted to but he didn't do it one time but he didn't do it but his friends were fucking coked out the entire time yeah and they just fucking like, oh, what are we going to do? It's very like, I know what you did last summer vibes where they like mm-hmm. hit the guy and they have to get rid of him. They were so like, then- he jumped. He jumped in front of the car like this is on him. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the way. <laughs> right. But like also you were on cocaine and you have a bunch of cocaine stored back at your casa. So like, right. maybe, maybe this isn't the best thing for us. So they decide like they got to get rid of the body. And then they got the brilliant idea to like put him in the the freezer and then throw the take the freezer on the boat and then throw the, the one of those like big freezer chest things and throw it off the boat so they could sink to the bottom. Where how paranoid were you that that wasn't gonna sink? Like as soon as they threw it off, it was floating, and I was like, oh no. And so I was thinking that, and then I was also thinking, I'm like, I hope there's like nothing in that freezer or on that freezer that can connect them connect back to them. Like, it kind of happens with their car when they end up dumping the car. Like, they didn't take the freaking license plate off. And I was like, so th- so I was thinking that with the freezer, but ended up happening in the car. <laughs> Your thought process is, like, just dump it in the ocean. But, like, everything just fucking washes back ashore. Like, right. It all fucking comes back ashore. Like, the guy's arm that they chopped off washed back ashore. And, like, wouldn't you have to really go in, like, deep, like, deep, deep into the ocean to, like, get rid of a body? <laughs> like, right, really like, how in? how far off the coast did they dump, like, like, they could still see their fucking house and yeah, they, like, like that, that, dumped the body close. off the boat. Like, you gotta be, like, make this, like, a 
full day trip out. Yeah. Dump the body and then come back. They literally bring the boat back in from dumping a body. The guy's got (laughs) blood all over his shoes. And he walks back up the street into town and he's in a procession. Which I was like, yes, yes, yes. They nailed a procession. (laughs) Of course, it would be a procession in this show because you need to have it because there's always one going on. Summer season, fascia season. There's this this one scene that really got me. A decent amount of people perished in this show. Yeah. But this one particular scene got me. And the guy actually didn't end up dying. I thought he did, though. I thought, so I we, thought he I was, was dead. Sh- I was shocked to see him back. I, this, I could not like function when the scene was happening. I was like, no, they didn't. I was like, I cannot believe they did this. The douchebag guy who plays Sylvia's dad, the guy who stole, who the, stole dog. the dog. Yeah. He has this little like sidekick guy that works for him. And this guy's like such a poor thing. He's yeah. the biggest poor thing. I think his name is I think his name is Za and they just call him Za, like Z E. This guy pushes him into the place where you cook your food in the food niche, like the little underground holes for the hot springs. Puts him in there, puts a cover on. I thought he was a goner for sure. I thought he was dead. I thought that was instant death. Yeah, same. I'm like, I you're. Thought, I thought that was a hole that goes to the center of the earth. Like, <laughs> like you're cooking food in that thing. So I'm like, this guy's a goner. We did have like his face, like all burnt. So it was like some stranger, some other person just like stumbled upon it. Probably the next guy who was going to go put his cuisines in the ground. <laughs> Opens up the cover, sees a fucking man in there. So he like rescued him and so he survived. Uh, this poor guy went through a lot. He did. And he did not make he it. Continues to go through a lot the whole <laughs> show. <laughs> he did not make it. it. It looked like his face got fried pretty much. And so they gave him a new nickname after this event happens where they put him in the ground in the food niche. His new nickname was. Zad Frong, Joe Chicken, because they <laughs> it was like they cooked him underground like a chicken, and I'm like, I can't, I can't with that. He breaks your heart in this. He does, yeah. I don't really think he does anything all that wrong in the show. Zad Frong, <laughs> Joe Chicken, stop. But that seemed like. The Zad, like when he said it, like I wasn't realizing. Like we ha- we had to look it up. We were like, what what does that mean? Like the Z E, what does it mean? I think it's short for Zad, but I don't really know. I I wrote Zad Frog into the Google Translate and it gave me Joe Chicken back. So <laughs> oh, Chicken Joe, I guess is what it said. Chicken Joe. I when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, fried!" I was thinking like fried chicken. Well, he was. He was so like a fried chicken down there. Oh, poor thing. Oh, he breaks my heart in this because you. Oh, he like turns around at the end and he helps the daughter, and you think he's gonna get a clean getaway, and then the fucking dad just fucking pushes him off the top of the fucking lighthouse. He he's the saddest part of this whole show. <laughs> Like, honestly, he truly like tugs at my heartstrings. And then, like, in the end, when he's like, when he decides to help them out, like, to help the friends out, like, you could tell he's so nervous when he's driving the car full of cocaine, like the truck. Like, he keeps like looking back. Like, we could just, uh, like, that's not his world. So, speaking of the lighthouse that he gets pushed off of in, towards the end of the series, that lighthouse, I am almost certain, is. The one in Nordzasht, which is called Ponta Duarnel. Because there's like a little meter dirt over there. It's like meter dirt yeah. Ponta Duarnel. And it's this, this lighthouse. And I'm almost positive it's the same lighthouse. That was actually on my itinerary for in August when I was just there. I was going to go to the lighthouse, but we just didn't make it. The day got away from us and we didn't go there. We've, dro- we've driven by, but we didn't actually drive down the road to go to the lighthouse. 
but my mom's done it a bunch of times and it's like super super steep road to go down there like i think that's the one where they do not recommend you drive down it because Mm -hmm. like cars get stuck at the bottom and they can't make it back up the hill oh damn so like my mom would hike down the hill and then they'd have to hike back up and it's like a pretty steep situation like my aunt and my grandmother were trying to go with them once and they they had to like bail out at the top they were like yeah we can't do this we can't walk down this hill to this fucking lighthouse like so when this scene was happening in the series at this lighthouse and it was like this is where they were like convening for the drug deal or whatever and they all like drive down there with like all their 52 cars and i'm like they they ain't making it back up that hill (laughs) what do you got a manual a standard automatic what do you got like those cars are not making it back up the fucking hill yeah and when you see them driving down like when the camera kind of pans out and you just kind of like see like the ocean and like just see like the island and the road and the cars going down you see that it's like very very deep granted i don't know if it's the same road but it's scary like you see how like it's so small and they could just slide off and go off the cliff and into the ocean yeah i don't see i don't see no cars full of drugs (laughs) making that trek no oh my god are you kidding me once they had all the bricks of cocaine in the back like that thing was not gonna scale (laughs) that hill that wasn't necessarily apparent from the show but they did make some comments like the the detective afterwards when they were saw like the aftermath of like the shootout and all the chaos and death that happened there on the body too they were talking about it and they were like oh like do you think there was any witnesses and they're like oh closest house is a mile away like there's no there's nothing out here so like maybe that was kind of a little bit of a reference to it being like kind of down this path, but it mm. didn't really make note of like how steep and difficult that passage is down to that lighthouse. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. And then our poor boy, Chicken Joe, gets thrown off the fucking top of it. They climb the lighthouse and the guy throws him off the top. Wasn't he supposed to have something waiting for him too? Yeah, but I thought she said there was like going to be like a boat waiting like by the lighthouse. Yeah. What's that motherfucker doing climbing the lighthouse with no escape? I'm like, what, what are was you he doing? Thinking? Fucking Chicken Joe. He's not that smart. He probably also thought like they were going to kill it, but like they Aruda was probably going to die. So he probably didn't think he had nothing to worry about. I wonder. I'd be worried. I'd be hide. If there was a boat waiting for me, I would have gotten on it. I wouldn't have climbed the lighthouse to go see the the view, the meter dude. <laughs> <laughs> viewpoint yeah i would be looking for the freaking boat to freaking finally get out of there the other thing that i thought was so great was as they were driving to this lighthouse for this like massive drug deal operation that was happening they get stuck behind the cows crossing the road another great touch (laughs) i remember that happening a lot when I was so out there. So classic. Yeah. Such a classic move. Like they'd go into the drug deal. They're buzzing down the road. It's like an action sequence. And then you're just like, moo. <laughs> moo. Like a whole herd of cows. And actually, you told me that it was orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I knew that this whole scene was kind of set up, but I didn't realize that there was like a guy like herding the cows onto the street to like block the drug dealers. Yeah, they wanted to give more time so they can do the big sitcheroo with the cars. Yeah, part of the setup is that the cocaine that they bring for this particular drug deal is not cocaine. It is flour and sugar. And who do you think packed these bricks of flour and sugar to make them look like the cocaine? To disguise them. A whole bunch of Timothy-ish. That was amazing. I can appreciate that. That they gave jobs to all these women. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, it's drugs. But I like the fact that these women were employed. They had something else to do rather than just being home and taking care of their kids. So I can appreciate these Timorias. Doing a fake me out. <laughs> they looked so happy to be contributing to this. They mixed well. It was flour and sugar, right? You could just see them like throwing into the table and trying to like package it up. When you get that many timidish together, 
working together for a common cause for common good <laughs> it's just it's it's like watching them prep the food for the fascia it's so it's just so heartwarming it's such a community is it for the common good though is it <laughs> i would argue yes whatever eduardo wants we're gonna give it to him because yeah. the man was the man was a sight for sore eyes <laughs> A few more things. We talked about the prison escape on our last episode, like the real life prison escape. And they showed it in the show where he, quote, jumps the wall. He learns how to jump this wall from a guy who's in the prison. He gets his help. He's like, I need some information, blah, blah, blah. What do you got for me? And the guy's like, oh, you see that wall over there? You just jump it. That's it. The guy's like, well, if if it's just jumping that wall, why are you still sitting in here? Like, why are you? Why haven't you jumped the wall to go out there? This old guy just talks about how like life in prison is better than life in the outside world. He's like, out there, there's a lot of bills. <laughs> He's like, there's bills. I gotta feed my family. Like, I gotta do shit. Like, work. I gotta go to work. He's like, there's alarm clocks. <laughs> my man has a point. He has a point. <laughs> meanwhile, he's just sitting there in this playing little dominoes. prison yard playing dominoes, reading his newspaper. And I'm like, holy shit, he has a point. <laughs> My man's got a point. Why would you want to leave that? He's got it made. What do, you th- <laughs> what do you think they're serving as the prison food over there? In the show, the Italian prisoner was making some type of pasta dish. But in real time, jail time in the Azores, I would think definitely like Charisse is on the list. Maybe like a Charisse and egg for breakfast, lunch, a bifana, and then what's for dinner? Maybe like a soup as an appetizer. Maybe like a long pish. Yeah. Are they getting dessert? Are they getting any hoosh <laughs> Is anyone making a hoosh juice for these men or women? I I just laugh because I every time my husband hears somebody say a hoosh juice, he thinks they're saying huge douche. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that sounds like a wonderful prison life. Yeah. To me. So the Italian guy who was the big mafioso who lost all the cocaine that went down and he's in the prison. You said he's making a pasta dish. And so that this was part of the series is like he's he's making this pasta and meatballs or whatever the fuck it was. And he's like somehow I don't know how he has the ability to be cooking food in there, but he's making this dish and he's serving it to the guards and he's serving it to his prison mates. And they're all loving it. And they're like, you need to give me this recipe for this. And he's calling it. Pasta a la Pompino or Pompino or whatever. Pasta a la Pompino. The whole time they're just like, oh, you got to give me this pasta a la Pompino recipe. And he's like, oh, it's my secret recipe, whatever. And so when this guy helps him out and tells him how to escape the prison, he shares that secret with him about jumping the wall. And he's in return, he wanted the recipe. And so the guy, after he leaves the prison, he had written down the recipe for him and the guard gives it to this guy. And he opens it up and it's a picture of like somebody giving somebody a blowjob. And it just says like pasta al pompino recipe. And it's just all it is is a picture of a guy giving a blowjob. And I laughed so fucking hard at that. But then I got back to my computer and I was like, well, what really is pasta al pompino? And I Googled it. And listeners, please don't Google it because it asked if my safe search was okay to be off because it was going to return <laughs> explicit results. And it was literally like blowjob pasta. It said spaghetti blowjob or something. And I was like, what? Very confused. When I typed that phrase into Google, I thought that it was going to return a pasta dish with yeah. some recipes, maybe some blogs, like some Italian bloggers showing me how to make this pasta dish with a bunch of images of the pasta. But instead, it was explicit. It was very pornographic. I'm assuming it was just a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> I do not know if there was spaghetti involved or not, but I didn't click on them. I hope so. 
But then I just said, okay, well, maybe just putting this into Google is not the move. Let me just go to like the translator and just type the phrase, like translate this Italian phrase into English. And so I typed it in and it just said, pass the blowjob. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Bumpino. Bumpino. What is a blowjob pasta? Do they mean like bow tie pasta? Like, do they just... <laughs> is this just a miscommunication between the languages? All right. So we're going to end. This was like the cherry on top because... I think this was towards the very end of the series, probably in the final episode. I didn't even watch this all the way through. Like I said, I was just skimming the last like two episodes. So Kelly's the one who caught this and said, there's a there's a Fall River mention. Yeah, that's all I said to you in a text because I was like, I didn't want to ruin it for you. I wanted I was like, Melissa's going to get to it. When she I finishes d- it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't get to it, but I wanted to record this podcast. So I pulled up the clip. Like we found it and we pulled it up so I could watch it right before we got onto this podcast. I'm just dead. Like it was just such a chef's kiss way to end the whole series. Cause like we're just like really vibing and connecting with this the whole time. And then at the end, they throw in Carlinos, who's he's the gay character on the show and he's amazing. And he's like probably yeah. one of the better, better, nicer characters on the whole thing. And all the characters kind of throughout the show, the theme is kind of like they want to go to America, right? And he's talking to Sylvia and he says, I think in America, I'm going to be free. Be who I am, you know? And she says back to him, Carlinos, you're the freest person I know. You can be Carlinos here or in Fall River. It doesn't matter. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. That's the best. That's the best, like America to them, to all these people. This whole show meant Fall River. (laughs) I want to be like, no, you can go anywhere else. (laughs) Go somewhere nice and warm. (laughs) I know. Why are they romanticizing Fall River? I know. I know. We're here on the other side and we're like, no, don't do it. Carlino, stay where you are. So I loved that that was there. But then as I tried to, again, dissect it in my brain, I was like, it doesn't really make sense because he seemed like he was being himself there. Like, it's not like he was like suppressing his gayness there and he thought he was going to be free to like be who he was in America. He was loud and proud there. So I'm like, I, I didn't really understand what he thought he was gaining by coming to Fall River. I'm like, it's worse over here, my friend. <laughs> I want to say, too, because I, I wonder if there just isn't a lot of options for him on the island. So maybe that's why he also wants to go to America. Because when like, Eduardo is trying to get them to sell and try to convince them to sell like the drugs, he's like, oh, Carlinos, do any of the men that you do stuff with, do they ever like take you out to dinner first? kind of like hits him at his core about that so i wonder if he thinks like in america maybe he has like a better chance of finding someone for actual like love i think you're exactly right i think that's probably what the situation is because here he's loud and proud but the people that he's probably getting with are probably like secret relationships versus him being able to be in an out in the open relationship with people if he came here. I, I think you're right. But I just want him to know that it's not better over here either. <laughs> <laughs> Online dating, not great. And in 2001, <laughs> I ain't a pure. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. Wow. So there was a lot to digest in this series, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think clearly it just hits home for us on so many levels because of the connection to the Azores and our Portuguese families growing up. It is just fascinating to watch. Yeah, I loved it. It was a good show. What will you rate it? I said like an 8 out of 10. And I only say 8 out of 10 because of like the the dubbing, like stuff like that. 
like the accents and the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but the premise of the show is good it's very good every everything that i've watched i would say holds up to an eight out of ten for sure yeah i really enjoyed it we're finally being represented (laughs) netflix in a in a bad way like you know what i thought when i watched it you know what i thought when i watched it I was like, oh, my God, this is like such a bad look for the Azores. But also, I really hope that this drives down the Sata prices because <laughs> the pricing has been outrageous and the, the demand has gotten so high. So I really hope this fucking brings it <laughs> down a little so I can afford to fly back out there. <laughs> well, we hope you either have already watched it and have enjoyed listening to our recap or you are planning to watch it soon. Yeah, let us know what you guys would rate the show as. 